When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The corner swung in by Ashley Westwood, and it's off the line. Well, Hugo Lloris then was absolutely rooted to the spot as it flew in front of him. But Harry Kane on the line denies Burnley an opening goal. And it's Lamella's corner, which Kane makes something of And Son, with the header, converts it. That is an absolutely superb goal, and it's the usual combination. Kane to Son. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping safe and well out there. We are back for instant reaction to Tottenham Hotspur squeezing their way past Burnley at Turf Moor. A good win for Tottenham, an important win and a real grinded out performance from Jose Munoz's men. Pleased to say I've got back on this show. I've got Anthony Costa joining us. Ant, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm really good, man. Just, just happy with the win. Happy with the three points. And important, and I know you're going to tell me. Don't get carried away. Still early days, right? Mate, I'm just, I'm just cool. I'm calm. I'm collective. I'm just chilling. I just let us do our thing, and just, you know, yeah. it's nice that we're all getting excited. It's amazing, but the season's just started, boy, and uh, it's a long way to go. A long way to go. You heard it here first from Anthony Costa. Well, let's go to a man that's predicted trophies on this show from the very first moment he joined us. Chris Cowlin, who had a very interesting night. Chris, how are you, firstly? Yeah, very well. And uh, as you say, we've grinded out the result. I am getting carried away. I'm super excited. That's three wins out of three away from home in the Premier League. And Burnley is a very, very difficult place to go. And it's games like this you must win if you're going to finish top four or indeed challenge for the Premier League title. God, I love that last bit, Chris. Music to my ears. Challenge. You heard it there. Challenge for the Premier League title. Chris, going big with the talk already. And please also have back on the show our transfer guru, Jamie from the Daily Hotspur. Jay, how much did you enjoy that? Maybe not the right word, enjoy. How much did you suffer that? About 75 minutes. I wasn't particularly enjoying it. But look, I mean, I think those games are sometimes just about getting the the result. Um, You know, we've seen it many times in the Premier League where those those games going away to the likes of Burnley can be really tricky. So just getting over the line is fantastic. 
of course, our rival dropped points. So it was really crucial we capitalised on that. And and sometimes Spurs don't do that. But tonight we, we've ground out the win. And I think Anthony's right. You know, let's not get carried away. There's a, a long way to go. But um, yeah, no, I think that that's, you know, that's a big win for Spurs tonight. And I'm actually going to start with you because I think it's important to kind of get your point on this because, you know, as the boys have said there, really grinding out the win. And ultimately, the result is all that matters at the end of the day. You're not going to remember the performance, but, you know, we battled at a point where really in that game, it was tight, it was tough, it was gritty. And, you know, I think as Chris mentioned, I think we registered our first clean sheet of the Premier League season. And we now are just at two points off top. Just two points off top. Yeah. What does that mean to you? Well, yeah, I'm, it, mate, I'm buzzing. You know, I, I probably don't sound it because I've been stressing all night. But, um, you know, it balances it out. You know, we, we spoke after the West Ham game. Very, very disappointed. Very gutted. It felt like a loss, even though we didn't. And obviously the Newcastle game now, you know, them two games going our favour and win tonight, I'll be flying. Do you know what I mean? But it's a Monday night. It's against Burnley. They needed points. They nearly got a point out of us if it weren't for the uh, the master Harry Kane uh, with that goal line clearance. So hats off to the boys. They grounded grinded out the result. And I think we did all right. I think we did all right today, man. You know, it was a tricky, tricky game because Burnley are no mugs, you know. I know they're not, not doing well, but it's these games that we've slipped up before. You know, we've had 90% possession, 15 shots on target and lose 1-0. Or, you know, or draw 1-1. So, to come away with a win, I'm just so happy and delighted and glad it's out of the way. It's always one of those games, I think, like you say there, and Burnley away, always a tough fixture. You want to get it out of the way. You want to get the three points. That's exactly what we've done. Chris, coming around to you, if we are going to start talking about Spurs potentially being title contenders, like you mentioned in your opening line there, that's another box ticked, isn't it, for the all-important quality of winning away while playing in well below your best. Scrappy one, Kane and Son, that combination yet again for Tottenham, proving the difference. What impressed you most about that victory? The character. Now, we didn't have um, a shot on target until that goal, and um, that is what it's all about. You know, the character of the team, um, you know, to, to go to Burnley on a Monday night, a very, very difficult place to go. And Jose Mourinho has come in, and he has, you know, he is a manager that gets these victories. You know, we've always struggled, struggled in these types of games. And it is about getting over that line. And, you know, going to Burnley on a Monday night, it's not about playing silky football. It's about getting the three points. And when you can get the three points at places like this, then, you know, surely Tottenham have got to be up there and we've got to be challenging. Because when you look at our strength um, in depth at the moment, you know, you've got Gareth Bale not even, uh, you know, getting a minute. Um, today, you've got Deli Alley, um, you know, not even in the squad. You, you know, the, the, the players on the bench sitting there, not even getting game time. It's super exciting stuff. And when you can grind results out of places like Burnley, surely Tottenham have to be there. And when you look around other teams, you know, Liverpool, Manchester City, Arsenal, Chelsea, no one's sitting the world alight at the moment. And, you know, with the squad that Tottenham have got and the power that we've got in the squad, you know, why can't we challenge? There you go, you heard it. I mean, I've got to agree with Chris. Why can't we, Jay? I mean, let's come round to you because that was, for me personally, that's a hugely satisfying win for Spurs. But for a long time, as Anthony mentioned at the very start, it felt like it was in danger of becoming one step backwards performance-wise. But again, Kane and Son, remarkable combination. And when you take into account, you know, that's a win without the likes of Bale, Vinicius, Delhi, Bergvine. 
and I just think we've got so much to look forward to. And on to Belgium we go. We uh, look. We know Burnley are such a horrible team to play against, and they proved to be exactly that. I mean, you saw the way they set up. They were very defensive-minded. They were very difficult to break down. And then, of course, you know they were kind of playing Route One football with um, Barnes and Wood up front. So that was always going to be a real handful. But I thought our central defenders managed that fantastically well. And it was always going to be difficult to kind of go and create and play that free-flowing football that we did against West Ham in the first half because Burnley was sat so deep. So it was always going to kind of take a, a different approach. I think as well, we were also trying to find that right balance in between being trying to have stability at the back. Of course, we saw against West Ham. Yes, we were fantastic going forward, but there still needs to be work done in defence. And and clearly, they were tonight, I think it was trying to find that right balance. So, um, yes, maybe for long periods, we didn't quite have that. But I think one thing also that, that did please me is that you look at the options to have that we had to come off the bench, um, the players that we had to change the game. You know, Gareth Bale not even coming on the pitch. That just says about kind of the options that we now have, the quality of options we have. And of course, Lamella came off, took the corner. Um, and then, of course, it's it's Son and, and Kane who who are the difference, really. I mean, Kane's header, um, not many players would think to head it back across like that. And of course, Son um, heads it in. So, yeah, it was, you know, I said it was, it's always a very difficult, they're always a Burnley, a very difficult team to play against. So um, to come away at the three points, I think that that's just the most crucial thing for me because, you look at um, all the top teams that you know um, that have won the titles in the past. They grind out results, and that's what all the top pundits say. They always say it's always sometimes you've got to grind out results, and we've done that tonight. So uh, yeah, I'm very pleased with the result, not the performance, but um, I think that's all that matters tonight. The result. Now, as always, we ask you to send in your listener questions, listener statements on the back of games, and we're going to read some of these out here. Only fair to read some of these out. Brock Soccerball says at Stunning Spurs, sometimes I enjoy these types of results over huge wins. The greatest teams always find a way to grind out results, and we did that. Very, very pleased with the performance, Coys. Padre J says, how far can this team actually go? Get those four points back from Newcastle and West Ham, and we're top. No dramas, though. Tough lessons, and they all serve us very, very well. And Nassi says, the depth of this squad is amazing. Not just in the range of positions, but also the profile of the players. Think Jose wanted to match up physically with Burnley. Smart move not putting Gareth Bale on this type of game. He would have most likely got an injury. Giuseppe Alberto says, championship teams show that they have the mentality to bounce back from a bad result and win games that they're not at their very best. And he does feel that Spurs have maybe turned a corner. And similar to Chris Cowlin, he's a believer in the trophies are coming. Chris Marchand says, we were actually very smart with our lineup, Matched muscle with muscle and used our skill at the other end. There's a difference. Quite possibly our most important win of the season so far. Stuart THFC at Stu Star 1984 says, not a great game on the eye, but a much needed clean sheet and three points out there. And it keeps us at the top of the pack of the table. Lots of key players on the bench and rested quite a number as well. Shows that we have great strength in depth. A very good win. Cody Mack says we will need to win ugly many more times this season if we are to secure trophies. A good slog against a stubborn side and much better in those final moments. And let's come round to you to discuss the team news ahead of this game. Now, of course, whenever team news breaks about Tottenham, there's always some form of controversy. There's always some form of debate. But it wasn't the fullbacks that we may have expected. No Sanchez in the squad after playing 90 minutes twice this week. Regulon did the same. Joe Roden on the bench for the first time. With Gareth Bauer and Stephen Bergwijn missing out entirely after being used as an unused sub on Thursday night. 
Delhi not in the squad at all. Eric Dyer returned at centre-half, but Jumaila Celso only fit enough for a place on the bench alongside Bale and Regulon. Coming around to you, Anne, what did you make of the team who's ahead of this game against Burnley? Like, like the lads on, on the show tonight, you know, I'm a massive Bale fan, always have been, always will be. Um, I thought he might have started tonight, give him a, you know, 40, give him a half or 60 minutes. But, you know, hearing from what your um, listener questions have just said, they're probably right. He might have got a knock. You know, it's that it's not maybe not his sort of game. But when the team come out, you know, you have got people like obviously Aurier can't not, not even in the squad. Do- Doherty did all right a few times. He was a little bit suspect on the ball. Um, not quick enough for me. Uh, Hoybier was was man of the match for me. I thought he, I thought he was fantastic. Um, a very underrated signing, um, and I love everything he does. Um, so Seiko was there for the muscle. Sometimes he's very, very frustrating to watch because you think, oh, you know, go a bit forward. You know what I mean? And 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 look at, you know, see a pass. And but that's what Dembele and Dombele's there for. I thought he did all right tonight as well. And obviously Son and Kane, brilliant. Uh, Son was quite quiet, and obviously until the goal. But the team, you know, you got to trust Mr. Mourinho. You got to trust him. You got you sort of. You, you can't really, really question why he picked these people. He picked them to, to, to go, you know, toe-to-toe with Burnley. I was surprised with, with, with the team lineup. I thought he might have played Ndombele, Hoybier and Lo Celso, you know, as, as a free in midfield. But, you know, he puts a Soko in there and, and, and you know, done his job. Chris, absolutely crazy stats ahead of this game. When you think about this, Gazaniga, Aurea, Tanganga, Sanchez, Rose, Jedson, Winks, Bergvall and Delhi all missing from that squad ahead of this game, 146 Premier League starts between them last season. Does that speak of just the improvement and the enhancement this squad has had over the summer? When you think about it also, throwing in Jack Clark, another youngster, you know, you've got a passable 11 there that can't even make the bench. I mean, it's such a change from the past when you used to look at a Tottenham team and you think it lacks creativity, it lacks options. You know, we've got such a depth and abundance now, haven't we really, in this squad? Huge improvement. And as we said the other day, the... Um... You know, the, the players that we brought in the summer, absolutely fantastic. And, uh, you know, when Jose Mourinho looks to the bench, you know, even tonight, Regulon, Lo Celso, Lamella, Gareth Bale, Vinicius, Rodon and Hart. You know, what what fantastic options we have. And, and that's why, this is why I'm feeling super excited about this squad, because with the, with the strength and depth that we have and the business that we've done in the summer, it was, you know, great by Jose Mourinho, Daniel Levy and uh, Steve Hitchin. And, um, you know, this... The starting lineup tonight, it was all about getting the three points. And this is what we've said many times in the last couple of years, you know, including under Pochettino. And I'm a big Pochettino fan. Um, it is about games like this, getting over the line and getting the three points. And sometimes you have to win these games ugly. And that's exactly what we've done. You know, it wasn't highly entertaining football that we've played so far this season. When you think uh, to the two away games before this in the Premier League season, knocking five past Southampton and six past Manchester United, it wasn't that sort of game tonight. It was just about grinding the result out. And like Jamie and Anthony have said, you know, when, when you've had Premier League winners before, you know, you win games like this. You know, they're huge, huge, important games. Yeah. I mean, look, 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 you know, coming to what Chris was saying, last year Liverpool obviously ran away with a title, but, you know, there were times where they were a bit shaky. You know, I remember obviously this time last year going 1-0 up against them, you know, with Son. And then we sort of sat back because we sort of, you know, 
excuse my French, we shat ourselves and thought, oh my God, this isn't the right, we shouldn't be doing this. You know what I mean? And and, and there's games where Liverpool came out and, and, they, and they won comfortably. So, yeah, I mean, you have to win these games and win them ugly or, or, or great. You know, many a times Mourinho's Chelsea team back in the day weren't playing the best football, but they went on, they won cups, they won championships and, and that's, how you, that's how you breed winners. And I hope now he's starting to inbred winners into our team. Can I just say as well that, you know, a couple of months ago, you know, thinking of those last nine Premier League games, when that Bournemouth away game, when we didn't even have a shot on target, you know, then yeah. if you'd have told us then that we would have Gareth Bale on the bench, in, you know, in, in a couple of months' time, Vinicius, another striker, the likes of Lo Celso and Regulon on the bench, we would never, ever have believed it. All fair points to make. Jay, no, what did, right, right. Jay, coming around to you, what did you make of that team? Was that what you were roughly expecting? Because I think many were surprised by the fullback pairing. I mean, listen, we know Spurs have got a huge amount of games to yeah. obviously come our way. FA Cup, Carabao Cup, Premier League, Europa League. Jose's got to keep shuffling this pack. And, you know, Deli Ali's not in that squad. Of course, you know, many people replying to a lot of the stuff that, you know, on social media saying, look, with Deli not being in the squad, it's no longer a headline. Is it a case now with this squad as it is, Jay, that there is seriously lots of competition for places and no longer is there any more a guaranteed 11 with Tottenham? Tonight we set up to, to match Burnley, didn't we, really? I think you look at the two central defenders. I mean, in the past, we've selected a guy like Tanganga or Sanchez to match pace. But I think tonight we went with all of old and Dyer to match physicality. And, and I think that's the reason they were selected. And then, of course, I think uh, Sissoko was picked ahead of maybe Lo Celso, um, just to add maybe a more defensive-minded player in the midfield, because as I said, I think we're trying to find that right balance at the moment. So um, I think that's why he was selected. Um, <clears throat> but I think the, t- the two teams now, I mean, you-, you see on Thursday, I mean, it'll be a very different team to what it was today. And I think that that's something that's very exciting because you look at the team that will probably be selected on Thursday, and it'll be very strong. And-, and that's why, you know, in the Europa League, we've got a strong team. Um, it's probably different to the Premier League and the Premier League team's very strong as well. So, as I said, the options there are, are, are fantastic now. And um, I, I think, you know, obviously there was rotation and Jose Mourinho had rotation on his mind as well. But I think tonight it was about matching Burnley. So the choices that he made were would have had kind of, um, you know, Burnley in mind, basically. And I think that's why some of the decisions he made to, to bench the likes of Regulon were made. So, yes, there were some prizes, but I think we, we set up ultimately to match Burnley. And coming round to you, that first half, I mean, even that first 60, 70 minutes was such a non-highlight. There's very little to talk about, isn't there? Because of yeah, just how exactly. poor the game was. <clears throat> just on there, yeah. Ant, we've got a question here that I'd like to get your thoughts on. This is from Alistair Hager, who says, much better at managing the game tonight, but the first half characterised by Sissoko, passing the ball backwards, winning acres of space and under no pressure. Why were we so static for the first hour or so? Do you put that down to Burnley's you know, capability of frustrating the opponent? Because well, after the game, we saw Dyche say, you know, that he had a game plan. Mourinho made that point. It's never going to be easy against the Burnley side managed by Sean Dyche. What do you put that first hour down to? Um, just lack of creativity, as you said, Rick, you know, and, and I think the lads have touched upon it as well. Um, this is what I mean when you've got, you know, defensive-minded players in, in, your, in your team that are in your first 11. Sometimes it's a bit frustrating to watch as a supporter because you, you feel you could... As a support, you can see a pass on and they're not seeing that and they're passing back and 
you know, they'll pass to Davis and Davis will pass to Hoybier and Hoybier will pass to Davis and Davis will pass to Lloris. And you could tell it's not that sort of, don't do that properly in the first half. If we're, if we're 1-0, 2-0 up, then, then, then it's keep ball. Do you know what I'm saying? But sometimes it's frustrating because, you, as I said, you can see a passing as, as, as a viewer and they don't see that. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they're told not to do that. But sometimes football is all about risks, you know. You, you, you want to take that risk. You want to do that little through ball. It's like to, uh, and Dombele, brilliant. In little, um, in little spaces, he can get out of little spaces and knock the ball. And, and you could tell he, he's got that ability about him. And if I was, if I was the boys, I'd just give it to Ndombele because he can create and he will create and he will be top, top class for us. But, so, you know, the first 70 minutes, they had a game, you know, Burnley had a game plan to, just to sit back and get us on the counter or just lump balls forward, which they did. And, you know, as, as Jamie said, we, we handled them really, really well. You know, I thought, it, I thought it was going to be a Chris Wood goal because he ain't scored this season. So I had that in my head, you know, he's going to score at um, Ashley Barnes as well. And we were, the, we were defending that, didn't we? You know, at 0-0, we were defending. This is a 1-0 game, yeah. isn't it? It was very much kind yeah. of like that feeling that, you know, you knew it was going to be 1-0, it was going to be which way it was going to go. It's because it's happened to us so many times over the years, so you just yeah. become that, you know, Spurs supporter that, you know, if someone's making a debut or hasn't scored for, for three years, they're going to score against Spurs, so... You know, I have to agree with Chris though. I think that shirt is rubbing off on your on your concern and negativity with his team. Because it's I got think, a change. Is that really my though, mate? I think if he changed it to this season's top, there'd be a, there'd be mate, a different I perspective. Am, I am not negative. No, 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 no. I'm Rick, no, I know you're not. You I know you. I know. I, just, I know you. You're not negative. I, you just try and sell it as it is. I just want us to, yeah. to be under the radar. That's yeah. all I want. Yeah. I know. You know, when I'm, it's great that. Obviously, the likes of Bale has come back to our club. I, mm. As I said, when we first started talking, I love the bloke. Of course. Yeah. But when I see things like, no one's ready for the Premier League, Bale, Son and Kane, I'm like, boys, <laughs> let's just let's just, let's just knuckle down yeah. a little bit. Let's get them playing. Let's get them scoring. And then let's go under the radar and then a bang. But the only thing you is, know Andy, I mean? you know, we're two points off top right now. You try to tell Spurs fans not to get excited. Because I think Mate, that's it at the moment. God. Listen. Listen, I'm, I'm, I, I, know may say, yeah. I may not say it, but no, I know you're excited, sometimes yeah. you, you've got to say from the heart. Yes, you know, of course. We've hurt, not, and I know what you're going to say. We've been hurt so many times. That's why you shouldn't That's get too I'm excited. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. we've been hurt so many times. So mm. let's, let us do our business. Let Mourinho do his job and let everyone else talk. Let, let other people talk about, you know, yeah. Liverpool's in this world and Man City's and let's just do our job and, and be up there as well, challenging. Yeah. Then, you, then I'll be happy. Can I, Anthony, can I just say, we will always be under the radar because none of the pundits will have no. Tottenham be title contenders. Gary Neville, no, said, I, Gary Neville said, obviously, after the game that we won't win yeah. it. He's adamant that we won't no. win it. I mean, j just no. on this point, Chris, coming around to you, I mean, this game, the hour mark, you know, you're sitting there thinking Burnley, they've lost to the likes of Newcastle, Leicester, Southampton this season. At that point, like you mentioned, we had not even a shot on target. Was there massive concern going through your head? Would a chance come? Would we create? Was there a worry from your element? Because obviously, when he decided to bring Lamella on, I think many people kind of looking at the game were thinking, well, hold on, we've got Regan on the bench, we've got the Celso, we've got Bale, and he chose to go with Lamella. Could you understand Mourinho's thinking at that point? Do you know what, Rick? I was actually quite impressed with Lamella when he came on. And, you know, he's a real hustler. Yeah, he played well. Um, yeah. You know, he creates and, uh, you know, he really gets involved. Very, you know, good aggression as well. And um, ultimately, it was about grinding the result out. 
you know, what did worry me is when a stat came up in the in the first 15 minutes of the second half, you know, when the, the first half was particularly poor, you know, we had one touch in the Burnley box in the first 15 minutes of the second half. You thought, where is the goal coming from? But that's what I was saying earlier. It's all about the character tonight, the character that the team showed, the squad showed, and Jose Mourinho showed to grind this result out and get the three points. But Mourinho's always done this. He's, all, he's always grinded results out in these very tricky games. You know, it was a very tricky game today. And that is what excites me because when you can win these tricky games and you can you can turn these tricky games into three-point games, then you've got to be talking about trophies. You really have. And I know Anthony's saying about under the radar, but I don't know how much uh, longer we can keep under the radar when you've got Hunmin Son as the top Premier League goal scorer, you know, mm. eight goals in six games. You've got, you've got Harry Kane... Um, eight yeah. so far in six games. It is just an incredible partnership. It's I'll amazing. Never, I'll never ever be worried about where's the goals coming from with them two up front. Chris, mate, you are spot on what you're saying. But let's rewind, you know, three years ago, four years ago. <laughs> Do we have to? You know, that's what I'm saying. You you're know, right, though. You're right. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we, were, we played the best football. Yeah. When Leicester won the league, but we didn't win nothing. Yep. Yeah. But do, do you see what I'm saying? Do, do, I do think, think and, did, you know, with this manager, and I'm sure you're going to agree Yeah, that's here, what I'm saying. I was about to come to this. Yeah. I'm, you know, with Mourinho, as Chris was saying, you know, I remember going to Chelsea, Spurs, Chelsea, and, and Mourinho's manager, and it, us all game, and then getting a 1 0 screamer from William Gallas in the 90th minute. Yep. You know, it, it, it's sort of six of one, half a dozen of the other. Let's, it, let's just, as I said, Play our football and, and grind out these results, and let's let pe- people want to start talking about Spurs. Fantastic, but you know I was buzzing, you know, last week, you know, up until eighty minutes, yeah. and then look what happened. Do you know what I'm saying? No, so, you're right. We've got to, there's, you, a, there's an element of being remaining grounded as well. As Chris was saying, Mourinho is the master at grinding out results. He is, and I'm, you know, I love the geezer. Can I just say, Anthony, um, when Pochettino got the sack? Um, me, Ricky and Jason from the show, we all went over yeah. to the pub after a Love Sport radio show. And we said, if Pochettino goes, it was just before Pochettino got the sack, Who'd actually. And we, said, we said, if Pochettino goes, who would you like in? Both me and Ricky said, Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Jason looked completely disgusted at both of us. <laughs> and we turned around and said, we won a trophy. And we think yeah. that Jose Mourinho will be the man to deliver it. Neither, and, 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 you know, forgive me if I'm wrong, Ricky, for talking for you, but um, I think both of us felt that Jose Mourinho would deliver us a trophy. It mm. wouldn't be great yeah. entertaining football. Week. 100%. Very true. 100%. And you look at, and you've got but to look, get over yeah. the line. Yeah. This look, is what I'm saying. Of... I, I've always been pro Jose. Even before Potts got the sack, there was something I told, uh, Rick, me, yeah. forgive me if I'm wrong, no, Rick, you me and you speak every day. I yeah. said to you, Mourinho is going to be our manager. And all I got, not from you, Rick, but I got laughed at. I, I didn't. Him, I no, you're right. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't actually ever believe that Jose Mourinho and Daniel Levy could ever work together. But I mean, Jay, just to bring you in here, at the Sorry. moment, it is a marriage made in heaven. It is working. <laughs> the signings are all blending. We've got leaders. Kane is talking up Gareth Bale, saying he's looking great behind the scenes, and you know, don't worry about his lack of game time so far. And he's impressed by the leaders that we brought in, the signings that we brought in. At the moment, Jay. There's just a yeah. real positivity around the whole club. I think, was it one defeat in 10, 11 games? I mean, this is breeding a winning mentality, isn't it here, Jay? 
Well, it, it just shows you that Daniel Levy really, really wanted Joe, um, Jose Mourinho as his manager. The way that he went and backed him over the summer was was fantastic. And we've never really seen that from Daniel Levy. And clearly he, he trusts him in Jose Mourinho. And look, you have to give Jose Mourinho the right tools for him to be able to deliver. He obviously is like a player leaders, um, the right mentality in the dressing room. And we only gave that to him. And and it's no surprise to me that, you know, we've added, obviously had a lot of quality in that team. We just needed to add bits around it. And, um, you know, we added the right uh, types of players. We added the, the 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 gaps that we were missing. And then, you know, now we've got a team that's that's looking really good. And, um, you know, Jose Marina highlighted his Real Madrid side from uh, the 2011-2012 season when they, you know, they broke records where they go... Um, they got 121 goals. They got over 100 points. They conceded just 32 goals. So it shows you that Jose Mourinho can play, you know, a good attacking football. And um, when he's got the right, um, you know, types of players, and of course, you know, Spurs. He's now Son and Kane. So, you know, for me, there's there's no worry about, um, you know, the style of football. And, and and as I say, I think he's, he, you know, tonight was a perfect example of what Jose Mourinho can do. He can get these types of results when when. Um, the teams, you know, they, they sit back and then we saw that, you know, it was a very low block from Burnley tonight. And we um, obviously for, for long periods, we did struggle against it. But in the end, we, we had the quality to get up the line. So it was very pleasing. Now, just to finish up on some more listener statements before we go for a break. Hoybier FC, Jack underscore FC says two clean sheets in five days. This defence is finally improving. Yusad Tai says huge win. I don't get how we won. But we won. Son and Kane, there's nothing stopping them. Sam Lewis says, does this result, or do we believe this result, could be the making of this team? Mike Weston says, Lamella changed the game when he came on. Wouldn't have won without that heart that he gives us as a team. Jordan Smith says, I thought the selection was a bit poor, but knowing they would sit back, we let the width to really damage them. But the clean sheet is a massive bonus. And can anybody stop Harry Kane and Hun Min Son? Ryan Smith says, on a wet, cold Monday night in Burnley, we've kept a clean sheet, got the three points, the season ends in a one, the crazy train is moving forward, and Hoybier is the signing of the season. The bloke is an absolute machine. Absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. Brendan Hollidge says, fantastic gritty result. Will we finally see the Hoybier and Dombele GLC midfield we are absolutely dying out to see on Sunday? Well, listen, we're going to discuss that midfield in more detail. Harry Kane's goal line clearance, Hun Min Son's winner, a general roundup of Spurs' team and how they performed individually. And then we're looking ahead to Tottenham Hotspurs, Europa League game to come on Thursday against Royal Antwerp. Do not go anywhere. We're back after this very, very short break. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. Hello and welcome back to the second half of The Last Word on Spurs. Vibrant show here. Even Anthony Costa's given us a smile. He's, he's listen, deep down, Ant is very, very excited about this Tottenham team. We all are very, very excited. We've just seen Spurs inch their way, squeeze their way past Burnley. 
And it was down to some magnificent Harry Kane defending that we're going to come on to now. Because, Jay, let's start with you on this. Harry Kane to the rescue. A wonderful, wonderful goal line clearance from Kane. And, you know, we always have a laugh and joke when we say he's the best defender, he's the best midfielder, he's the best striker. But, Jay, he really is, isn't he? Yeah, it's, it's intelligence. And you see, I think he, he kind of looked over and he saw that there was an, a, a gap on the line and he's gone and filled that gap. And, and, and obviously, I was able to block it off the line. And it's that intelligence. It's that being able to see things before they happen. Um, you know, we see that with his passing as well. Um, he's able to spot a pass before it happens. And obviously, it's just his intelligence is incredible on the football pitch. Um, and, and that's been such a big thing. And of course, his, his work ethic to kind of uh, make those blocks and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, there's obviously we know he's just an incredible player, but the intelligence and uh, his, his, his work rate is, is something that's really benefiting us this year. Kane, Chris, coming round to you. I mean, you'd probably argue he's probably been Spurs' best centre-back performance that season. <laughs> you'd probably argue this has probably been the best centre-back performance from a Spurs player. And it's Harry Kane. It's quite unbelievable, isn't it? Because he showed real defensive instincts to take a step back and head off uh, Tarkovsky's goal ban, head off the line. And at that point, Chris, at that point in the game, Bernie had 10 attempts to Spurs his free. Did you get a feeling, Chris, once Kane made that incredible clearance that, you know what, this game, something's happening here. You know, something's going on here. This is not going to ne- end nil-nil. Never in doubt, Rick. Never in doubt. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's uh, Harry Kane has you know hugely improved his game this yep. season. You know, with the amount of assists he's getting, um, you know goal line clearances, the, the the man is just absolutely fantastic. I, I, I've run out of things to say about Harry Kane, unbelievable. But um, Jose Mourinho has clearly worked with a lot of these players, really improved um, you know players' games, in particularly Harry Kane. Um, you could go on, you know, and talk about Ndombele, um, Sergio Aurier, Eric Dyer. You know, a lot of these players have improved under Mourinho, but. Um, Harry Kane, you know, as I said to you before, I've, I've run out of things to say about him. He's absolutely superb. Um, but to to have goal line clearances from him is just a, a huge bonus. And question to you. I know you're a massive Mourinho fan, so this is probably a good question to ask you. Has Kane massively improved under Jose in comparison to yeah. Pochettino? Because, yeah. well, well, the reason why I want to ask you that question is because after the game, that question was put to Jose Mourinho and he was very much of the opinion that, listen, I don't want to get carried away here because Maurizio had done some fine work, you know, he both did. with Harry and Sonny. And he yeah. kind of refused to take any kind of credit for it. But are you saying that Mourinho's brought Harry's game, game on even more? I just think uh, under Potts, obviously Potts, you know, gave him his proper debut. And, you know, it, it started to become a regular in the team, as we all know. And, and they become the, the player that we all know and love now. Um, yes, Potts, Potts sort of guided him. Um, it was great for him, man management-wise. But I think when, obviously, Mourinho stepped in last year, Kane's game and ability has just gone through the roof even more than, you know, as the boys are saying. Very rarely you see Kane dropping back in defence, clearing goal lines, clearing last-ditch tackles the other week. You know, Mourinho must get into his head about, like, you know, you are the best player at this club. You can do anything. You are, you know, Superman, Batman and E-Man all rolled into one. And I think and I think Kane doesn't believe his hype. He just he just goes about his business. And from what I've seen now, you know, that the, the assist to, to Sonny and to, to other players, he's dropping deep, knocking the ball about. He's our best number 10 and number nine rolled into one. You know, what, what a player. Um, 
to, to, to grace our club and to grace the Premier League. And Mourinho's just been that person, like the icing on the cake. And I think Harry Kane, you can see tonight when we won the game, he was going mental and loved it. And it's, it's just lovely to see. And I hope that he, you know, he finishes his career at our club. I'd, I'd just say on Harry Kane, I wouldn't necessarily say that Mourinho's actually improved him. I think that he's just kind of given him a new sort of role. And he's um, Harry Kane's kind of been built in to fit Jose Mourinho's team. He's obviously seen that um, he's got fantastic wingers that make, you know, the likes of Son and Bale now and the likes of Mora who can run on. Obviously, um, Mourinho's identified that and seen Kane's range of passing and he can link up with them. And I think that, that he's kind of given him a different role in this team, yeah. a, a more role with uh, the option to drop deep and then of course he's got the likes of as I said Sun and Bale to pick at now so um, I think he's, it was um, in a fantastic thing on, on Netflix the, the playbook and he was saying that you don't coach the likes of Ibrahimovic to do different things, the likes of Ronaldo to do different things, you teach them to play in a team and obviously he's asked Kane to fill that sort of role now um, and I think that that's kind of why we're seeing a different Harry Kane now because he's been asked to play a different role in that team Chris, we've known for a long, long time that Kane is more than just a striker. We've said this for years, that his passing range, his passing ability is phenomenal. I don't want to diminish or downplay what Pochettino brought on with Kane over the last four or five seasons. Therefore, in your opinion, Chris, to kind of get your point on this, has he massively improved under Jose Mourinho? Or is it now a case, because Jose Mourinho is the head coach of Tottenham, that he's been exposed more on a global level of just how great he is. Because we've been saying about Kane's ability for years. It feels like it's only now coming to the forefront that Sky, BT Sport, whoever it is out there, NBC in America, they're picking it up. We've known this for years, Chris. Do you give Mourinho any more props or credit for bringing Kane on? Or has this been even since Pochettino's involvement with Kane? Yeah, I think Mourinho has done absolute wonders with Harry Kane. Like Anthony said, he man, Superman. Um, you know, he, he, he's every one of them. Um, absolutely fantastic. And we saw in the Amazon documentary, actually, when Jose Mourinho brought Harry Kane to his office and Harry Kane said, you know, I want to be as good as Ronaldo and, and Messi. And I think that Harry Kane is on that, um, you know, on the right path. And Jose Mourinho is clearly helping that. Now, when you can see this season, what Hunmin Son and Harry Kane have achieved so far, um, you know, Harry Kane has improved so much. He's just incredible to watch, super exciting to watch. And when you see his game, you know, he's, he's got more assists this uh, season so far than goals. You know, goal line clearances today, um, a real leader. You can, you can see he is now a real leader on the pitch. And he has just improved his game all round, you know, all, every single part of his game. And Mourinho has got, um, you know, full credit to him for that. Now, minutes after that, we saw Chris coming back around to you. Episode 29 of the Hummin Son Harry Kane show. Linking up from a brilliant corner, it has to be said, from Eric Lamella. Kane flicked it on, then Son buried it. Brilliant from them both. An improvisation to finish. What a classy, classy goal that was, Chris. Unbelievable. I just, you know, this is why I'm so excited. Because when you've got these two in the team and their link-up play... You know, this season has just been incredible. Every time one of them have got the ball, you think that one of them's going to pass it to the other one and the ball is going to be in the back of the net. And it was no different tonight. You know, a fantastic header from Harry Kane um, onto Hunmin Son. And Hunmin Son, if, if I'm completely honest, it doesn't score many headers. So it was a great move, um, you know, very clinical and, um, you know, another a fantastic goal by them too. It was indeed. And Jamie, coming round to you, 
you know, it's, it's funny, just we talk about the link-up, the natural telepathy between Kane and Son. This this combination they've got, it's just so incredibly special. Hermin Son has now scored as many Premier League goals, eight this season, as Arsenal and Manchester City. Only one duo have combined to score more goals in Premier League history than Spurs' pair of Hermin Son and Harry Kane on 29. Mickey Quinn in 92-93 season is the only player to score more Premier League goals, 10, after the opening six matches than Spurs forward Hermin Son. And Harry Kane has directly contributed to 13 league goals, 5 goals, 8 assists this season. The most ever recorded by a player in the first 6 Premier League games. Spurs absolutely stealing all of the opening fixture records at the moment. Quite incredible. And that's to add to a clean sheet for the club, which obviously we're delighted to have received against Burnley. Just how incredible are these players? And to think we've got Gareth Bale to then add to the mix. God, it's exciting. They just understand. I think they understand each other's games now. They understand what each other's about. They understand the way each other move, um, the kind of the move, the runs they'll make, um, the movement that they do. So yeah, I think that there's definitely now definitely a fantastic relationship between those two. And as I said, I feel as though it's part of Jose Mourinho's plan to have those two sort of being able to link up. And then of course you've got lots of options. The other side, the likes of Bale. Bergwijn, uh, Lucas, who can all run on. And I think, as I said, I think that's why he's kind of adapted Kane's game to be like that. So he can pick out the, the wingers. And um, for me, it's no surprise that they're able to link up. Um, and yeah, they've just got a fantastic relationship now. And you've got to say it's one of the best attacking duos in Europe right now. Um, the, the, the number of times they have linked up. And as you said, it looks like they're going to go for that Premier League record now of the most goals combined. And it you know, just says a lot about them because they are absolutely on fire at the moment and uh, very, very exciting to watch every time we see them. Harry Kane himself, he's directly contributed to 13 league goals this season, five goals, eight assists, the most ever recorded by a player in the first six Premier League games. And just to bring you in on this, this Kane-Son combination, this deadly duo that we've got here, is it just remarkable, And every game to watch this pair grow and grow? They've clearly got a lot of love and affection for each other as well. How proud is it watching it as a Spurs thing, thinking, God, this is just so exciting. I know, it's, we're spoiled, aren't we, boys? Um, two phenomenal players. Uh, best, two... Partnership, best partnership for you, Anne, at Tottenham? I know you, obviously, you go back quite a few number of years, same oh, as me. Is it the best? Just, just different, just different, Rick. You know, it just depends on your era. For me, mm. uh, you'd, have to, you'd have to say yes, of course, because um, of what they're doing. But, uh, you know... Uh, Football's changed over the years. You no, know, I remember. I mean, we, yeah, I mean, Kane and, and, and Berbatov. I mean, Kane and Berbatov were quite incredible. You had obviously Armstrong, Sheringham were, were great. Klinsman, obviously, as well. We got to throw Klinsman, into that. Sheringham. So, you know, we have been spoiled over the years. Mm. Um, but Kane and Son are just levels above everyone else, mate. Um, you know, you try and argue with Arsenal fans about who's better out of Aubameyang and Lacazette and they all they come back with is obviously we've won more trophies so it's it, you could tell people are jealous people don't like it and I love it I love the fact that they're jealous I just hope we can keep kicking on and just doing our thing boys I love it Chris for you just to get your point on that Chris is this the best ever partnership in your lifetime Kane and Son can I ask you that you know what do you know what? In the 90s, the, the partnership with uh, Teddy Sheringham and Jurgen Klingsman was just incredible. Uh, the 94-95 season, um, when, of course, Ozzy Ardiles was playing attacking-style football, that was one of my favourite seasons watching Tottenham. 
Um, you know, Klingsman when he signed, absolutely fantastic signing. But um, with Hunmin Son and Harry Kane at the moment on fire, um, you know, you've got to say that he's probably the best. Yes, uh, you know, them two are just so deadly at the moment. Um, as I said earlier, you know, when one of them gets the ball and passes it to the other, you just think that a goal is going to be scored. And, you know, quite often um, it is. So, um, yeah, probably the best partnership I've seen. And Jay, just to finish up on this topic, same for you, Jay, at the moment. Is it the best? And obviously I know you've it's more recent generation for you. But are they the, the best you've seen? Obviously, it's a bit of Keenan Berbatov, of course, but this modern-day partnership, they just do everything, don't they, together? They complement each other so well. I think they've, they've taken us to a different level to what any other partnership I've seen in my lifetime, um, for sure. And, um, yeah, as you said, that, that stat of, you know, they're going to go for that Premier League record of the most goals combined, I think that kind of says everything. So, yeah, for me, um, they're definitely the best partnership I've seen at Spurs in recent times. Just on Son, Chris, come round to you. You know, he came into the game on red-hot form, but was kept very, very quiet for 45 minutes. But again, in the right place, at the right time. Was there any doubt for you or any concern that, you know, these players, there's a need of rotation? Vinicius is on the bench, of course, didn't get much game time at all. Is this going to fire the players up? Is Song going to love the fact that he's got genuine competition now? Is Kane going to like the fact that there's players breathing down his neck now for his place? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, against Lask on Thursday night, obviously we won 3-0 at the uh, Spurs Stadium, but Harry Kane was rested, you know, he didn't play a minute of football. I think that was absolutely brilliant of Jose Mourinho to do that. Hunmin Son came on, still grabbed the goal. You can always... One thing about Hunmin Son is you can always rely on him. And, you know, you could he could be quiet for 85 minutes of a game or even 89 minutes of a game. It's that one minute, you know, where he will pop up and score the goal. And he showed that tonight again. And that is what it's about, grinding it out and uh, having players with the ability to grab these goals and ultimately get the three points. We've mentioned Kane already, but he was, you know, really, really imperious through this game. Have you got any concerns, because we've discussed this a lot with you, that Kane injuries are always the biggest worry for him. And we know there's always one of those a season. Are you confident because of this partnership we've got with Son? Have we got enough to cope should Harry get an injury? Because I think, again, oh. we've always got our hands in our mouth when he's away yeah, on international no, duty. No, no. Have we got enough no, in the no. squad and with Vinicius yeah. now as well? Yeah, absolutely. You know, coming what the boys are saying, we've been crying out as Spurs fans for the last five, six, seven years to have a squad, a proper squad of players. And we've got that. You know, you, you mentioned the, the show tonight. People like Aurier weren't even in the, in the team. Ali. Weeks, people like that, you know, and I just think for us, as I said, we've been crying out, crying out for a team, and people want competition. Every team in that Premier League has got competition for every places, and we need to be up there with with them, and we have, and it's just, it's just, it's just a beautiful luxury to have, boys. You know, like on Thursday, you know, Kane probably won't start. It might be Vinicius, Bale, and Burzwein or or Mora. And, and it's great because there is games are coming thick and fast. I just can't wait to start seeing Bale, Son, Kane, and Dombele and Hoybier and the Celso together. Oh, man. That's when I think, yeah, oh, it's, it's got, you know what, and I know, Luton, we can't get too cut away, but man, we've got such exciting times to come. It's great. So it's much fantastic. excitement to come, man. Honestly, we really have. And another it's guy cool. that I want to bring it on to because he's really putting in some exciting displays was Tungi and Dombele. Now, he really did. Let's start with you, Joe, on this guy, because I think he exercised the demons of Turf Moor from last season because 
he was still pressing well into that second half, put in a shift, could have also had an assist as well. But what I loved is, Jay, from the very first moment, he took the ball, dribbled past a couple of players, the player, I think Bernie Plough went down, or went down with Ndombele, got booked. But that was already the intent from Ndombele, was to run, run, and cause Burnley problems in that game. And he did it the whole time he was on the pitch. How impressed have you been, Jay, with just the work rate of Ndombele recently? Yeah, I think that's something that's massively, um, he's definitely added to his game. I mean, last year, obviously, something that was really lacking. But this year, I mean, he, you know, he's closing down. He's, um, you know, he's always running with the ball. And yeah, he's obviously a real creative spark in the midfield now. And you see that um, kind of when he goes off, he, he does seem to be quite a big miss. Um, yes, now we've got like the, like, you know, what, Le Celso to come on in his place, potentially, um, you know, especially tonight. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's fantastic. He's really transformed his game now. And yeah. Um, he, he is a really crucial player in that midfield and he's a very talented player, as we know. Um, his creativity is so important to Spurs at the moment. So, yeah, really, really pleased that he's kind of finally come good at Spurs. Chris, complimenting him also is Pierre-Emi Hoybier, who, again, will probably go under the radar maybe for that performance. But, again, he was absolutely excellent, wasn't he? He's in the heart of anything that's so good about Tottenham at the moment, the way he moves the ball, as Ant said, keeping him fit the way we are at the moment, the fact that, you know... At, to put the knockers on it. His injury record is quite incredible over the last five, six years. You know, he's made himself available for every single game so far, I think, under Jose Mourinho, and we've played him. How impressed have you been with him, Chris? As I said the other night, Rick, I think that he's a future captain at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. I think he's absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, we, we, we've seen him, um, you know, get some great Premier League experience with Southampton. Um, he will be definitely an unsung hero at the end of this season. Um, you know, we've seen what he's capable of already, um, a real leader on the pitch, always looking to help a teammate out, always looking to, to get involved, always looking to, to move the ball on. Um, you know, he's not the most creative uh, player on the pitch, but the job that he does is just cleaning everything up, moving the ball, um, you know, helping his teammates out, very protective of his teammates. I really, really like him and uh, I thought he was a good player, but I didn't realise how good he is. That's a good point. I mean, Ant, coming around to you, because I know there was maybe reservations in the summer that when we signed him, a lot of Southampton fans, again, I don't think it was out of bitterness, were kind of thinking, well, he's not as good as what Wanyama was, wasn't as good as what Schneiderlin was. You know, you're not getting the player that you maybe think you will be. But at the mm. moment, Ant, God, he's been incredible, hasn't he? What start he's been to his brilliant. I mean, <clears throat> you know, Rick, when, when we signed him, we, we did a show together. Mm. Yep. And I said, that that we need, we need unsung heroes in our side. And he... He's he's at the moment with six games in. He's a, he's my unsung hero. He gets the ball. He's tidy, as Chris said. He helps players out, and I think he's got. Has he got more? You know, more about him. I think he has. I think I think genuinely. I think he does. He, he does want to win. You know, he's a winner. Um, he gets the tackles in, and and he's just going to do his job and just go under the radar. And he probably, you know, end up being Spurs player of the year this season. Who knows? I'm just, you know, it, it's that sort of player that we've been crying out for, you know, like a, a Kante, like an Ndidi, like a Makalele used to be. And I think Marino likes them type of players that just, you know, good on the ball, gets the tackles in and gives it to, and gives it to the creative players. Now, I think it's worth putting out, Sissoko back in the team and a tough evening against the Burnley midfielders were putting a good shift and remained on the field for the full 90 minutes. Might go unnoticed, but I think Hugo Lloris 
He's been excellent since the start of June. He really, really has been. Since Project Restart, he has worked so hard. Really good, superb handling in that game where, let's be honest about it, against the Burnley side that always crowd the box, I thought he was actually very, very commanding. Was called into action for the first time in the 37th minute. He saved really well from Ashley Westwood. On a quiet night for the Frenchman, in all honesty, as you know, Spurs were the ones trying to break Burnley down. But one of the players that I saw came in for a bit of criticism, and I'm interested, Jay, to get your thoughts on this, was Matt Doherty. They made a good few runs early on down the right, but wasn't always picked out. However, in the second half, putting a very good ball, but didn't really come to much. Didn't really have that many opportunities to push on. If I asked you, Jay, just to rate so far how he's fitted into Tottenham, what would you give him out of 10? Um... No, I'm, I've been quite pleased, actually. I think I'm going to give him a seven. I mean, as a set, we all know he's kind of adjust, adjusting to a new role, isn't he, really? Um, of course, he was at Wolves. He was a very much a right wing back at Spurs. He's having to do a different role. So he's obviously going to take time to kind of adjust and learn that he's not going to have as much freedom as he did at Wolves. But um, yeah, I, th I think that tonight was difficult because because Burnley played so low, it was always going to be very difficult for him to drive forward and then pick out players because, as well, we were very static. So it was difficult for us to kind of pick out players. So um, it was a tough night for him. Um, but overall, I think he's, you know, he is, seems to be settling in quite well. Um, and I think it'll only get better over time once he learns that new right-back role that he's got, I suppose. Chris, just coming around to you on that point, Jamie mentions there that he's having to learn and adapt to a new role. Zach at 8608 says, was Doherty a poor signing or what's happened to him? Went from being the most second creative fullback last season to decent this season. Is it crazy to say at this point, I'd rather see Serge Aurier in the team? I mean, for me personally, Chris, I know what you think. I'm I'm happy with Doherty. I mean, there's obviously a bit more of a way to go in terms of that we haven't, I don't think, seen his full involvement yet as a Spurs player. I think it's going to take time. But do you feel a bit more secure having Doherty in the defence opposed to Aurea? I think it will all take time. Um, I think uh, over the last couple of seasons, seeing Serge Aurier, we've, we've, we've all agreed on these shows that Serge Aurier... Uh, you know, wasn't good enough at Tottenham. But since the arrival of, of Doherty, um, you know, Serge Aurier has really improved um, and it's all about competition. Um, I think it was funny how Jamie give uh, Doherty 7 out of 10 when when uh, it's probably better than what you keep giving uh, Ben Davis 6 out of 10 so every true. week. <laughs> <laughs> so true. But it's, uh, you know, it's going to take time to adapt. Um, you know, every new signing takes time to adapt. Some take uh, longer than others. I'm sure that Doherty will, will fit in very well under Jose Mourinho. And as we keep saying, we hope that there's going to be more than enough games, mm. you know, to go round, you know, all, all this big squad that we've got. And, you know, everyone will get their turn. Even um, Joe Roden making his debut yep. today. You know, all Couple of these minutes. players keep coming in. Mm. And, uh, you know, with a, with a Europa League game on Thursday and a Premier League game then on Sunday, the games, you know, keep coming thick and fast. So Jose Mourinho has got to keep, um, you know, rotating the squad. And, uh, you know, I think he's doing a very good job in doing so. So can we not agree, Chris, that Ben Davis is a six out of ten? <laughs> well, you know, watching watching the, the game tonight with my son, he come out with that line and said, Ben Davis, he's not that great, is he? He's about a six out of ten every week. And I went... My God, are you Ricky Sachs? I couldn't believe I couldn't believe what he said. <laughs> but he is. He, and, and come here, right? Tell me, Ad. Is he not six out of ten? Ben Davis, bless him. He's gentle Ben. He's a six out of ten, all, isn't he? Ed? All day long, mate. All day long. Nothing, listen, there's nothing wrong with being a six out of ten. I'm just saying, he's a six nah. out of ten. Listen, he works hard. What I will say, listen, as I've always said on this show, you know, reliable, dependable, but he's a six and a half out, six and a half out I, of ten. That's not a bad think, thing. He's, you know, he's I safe, think... isn't he? He's safe. I think it goes to show, though, tonight how important Regulon is and yes. how good he is at getting Agreed. forward. 
I mean, yeah. he, you know, the, the dynamism that he brings to that team is incredible. Um, the way that he can get forward is movement, and the way it creates different options for players. So, yeah, I mean, it, he's he's such a talented player, regular, and I'm very excited that he's at Spurs. And yeah, I, I'm looking forward to probably seeing him again on Thursday. Boys, talking about Thursday, before we touch on it, I just want to talk about the defence quickly because it's been one of those areas where we've been massively concerned about are Spurs capable enough to see off opposition and get clean sheets? We got our first one in the Premier League against Burnley here. And, you know, Toby had a viral coming around to you, Anne. You know, he was bandaged up very, very early on, as was the case with Hoybier on the Thursday. But he had a battle on his hands all evening. And I know I've said to you, and yeah. personally, that I've been worried about Alderweireld losing a bit of pace over the summer, lost a yard. But I've got to be honest and say that he was an absolute warrior out there, you know, at Turf Moor. Was you impressed by Alderweireld's commanding performance? Oh, I love, I love, you know, people that know me know I love Toby. Um, he's, he's probably one of the best centre-halves I've ever seen at is Spurs. It, is it one and him for last... you this season? And just very quick on that. Is it, is it one and him? So am I saying to you, yeah. it's, if for you as a Spurs eleven this season, it will I, always be out of our old plus, whether it's Roden, whether it's Sanchez, whether it's Dyer. Or Tanganga as well. Um, I, I think I think out of our old, these sort of games, he, he, he's a reader of the game. He's been around so many years, you know, and yes, he might have lost a yard of pace. That, that's understandable. But he reads the game. As I, but I always say to you, Rick, you need someone next to him with a bit more pace um, to, to, to take the ball out and, and, to, and to create and to knock the ball about. But Toby just puts his head through everything, mate. And it, you can tell he's, he's, he's just brilliant, man. I love the geezer. I absolutely love the bloke. And, I'm just so happy that he's part of Mourinho's, you know, empire. Talk about the empire. One of the men back in the empire was Eric Dyer, another player that I know we've had our reservations over in terms of defensively. What did you make of him, Jay, on this one? You know, partnering yeah. out of Ireland. There's a lot of, again, speculation out there that we maybe never will see this partnership again because of the lack of pace. But they were partnered together again by Jose Mourinho. And I think, again, he done very well coming up against the power of both Barnes and Wood. What did you make of him? Yeah, look, they're, they're always a big handful. And I think, as I said um, at the start of the show, I think that those two were selected together to kind of match the physicality of those two. And, and they handled them very well. Of course, Dyer's just come back from injury as well. So to kind of settle back in that quickly was very impressive. Um, but Jose Mourinho clearly really likes him. I'm, I remember seeing a, an instant post on Jose Mourinho's account just after the... Um, the Chelsea game and he was just, you know, he absolutely loves Eric Dyer. So I, I think we'll see a lot more Eric Dyer this season. And yeah, it was a good a, a good return for him tonight. I think it was an impressive performance. It was always going to be very difficult against those two um, in the Burnley attack, but they handled them very well. So yeah, very pleased with Dyer. Dyer was actually very lucky because in the 69th minute, uh, the ball came over, he tried to flick it over Wood oh, and then it flicked onto his hand. Eric Dyer was a very, very lucky boy. And I tell you, just he two was. minutes after, that is, that is when Harry Kane um, headed it off the line. Yeah. And then, of course, five minutes later, we scored our goal. So it was a, those fine margins sometimes win games. And uh, I, I, Eric Dyer, for me, he does worry me in central defence. And uh, But Jose Mourinho absolutely loves him. And I think that Eric Dyer, every time he's fit, is one of the first players on the team sheet. I'm not so sure that... Eric Dyer would be the, the first player on my team sheet. Well, I've been joking with you, Chris. I've said this to you all season, haven't I? I've said to you my concerns and reservations over this centre-back pairing. Who at the moment, Chris, for you, if I was to say to you now, 
nailing your nailing your opinion to the mask here. Who is your preferred centre back pairing? Say we we get to a cup final, the trophies are coming. Um, who would be your pairing tomorrow if we were in, a, say, a Carabao Cup, an FA Cup final? Who would who would that be? I don't even know how to answer it, Rick. I I, I like Toby Alderweireld. I think that. He would definitely be my my first choice, and mm. then it's who you play next to him. Because as as we've said on many shows before, and you know many phone calls between us, you know it, it worries me as a Spurs fan in central defence. I know I know I talk about trophies all the time, and you know of course we all want the trophies to come, and you know we've got we've got strength in depth throughout the whole squad. The only area that is weak is the central defence for me. Um, you know, if we were to have signed Milan Skriniar, then I think that I'd be sitting here going, we're going to win the Premier League. Definitely. Um, whether Jose Mourinho brings in a central defender in January, who knows? Is Joe Roden good enough? Is Davinson Sanchez good enough? Tanganga, you know, there's lots of players. Eric Dyer. We know that there, there are mistakes in these players. You know, Joe Roden, we haven't seen a, a lot of. He's very young. Um, it'll be interesting. But when you can get past, you know, games like this against Burnley away, uh, Eric Dyer and uh, Toby Alderweireld, you know, we're showing grit and determination. We only saw on Thursday night, Pierre-Emile Hoybier has got a bandage around his uh, head. You know, tonight, Toby's got one around his head. You know, two clean sheets. They're the first two clean sheets of the season. If it takes a bandage every, every game to get a clean sheet, so be it. Let's get them all in bandages. Let's do it. Let's, let's, get, let's get them all... <laughs> Let's get them all on the on the knackers yard for God's sake! What are we worried about here? Let's get it, let's get them all queued up. Oh my God! Uh, what I will just say on Ben Davis very quickly is that he did get himself in some very good positions going forward, but the end product with Ben, um, sorry Chris, I think he let him down on quite a number of occasions. Very good block early on a wall say in the second half though to deny Westwood. Lucas Moore did keep his place in the team after showing a decent appearance on Thursday. Um, Tired on towards the second half. Eric Lamella came on. Lamella tried to make things happen following his introduction. Lacelso also came on. Not a lot of time to make an impact in the closing stages. As Chris mentioned, we did see Joe Roden get his Spurs debut. I mean, that's the trust of Jose Mourinho at 1 0 to bring him on against Burnley. Not an easy place to go. So maybe that gives the guy some confidence ahead of Thursday's game, where, of course, Roden is still not available to play. He was not registered for the Europa League. So one to watch out on, maybe even be involved in the Premier League. And we saw Jose Mourinho after the game say the significance of the win was not lost on him. Very, very happy. All the ingredients were there for you to lose two points and sometimes even three. Spurs got over the line. He said, I know Burnley... I know how it is to play against them. And I couldn't play the way we like to play in the end. We need to keep the balance. That would maybe indicate the reasons behind his team selection. He said on Deli Alley that I feel sad every time I have to write a list of players selected for a game. It's not just about Deli. This is life of a big club. The life I know from Real Madrid, Inter, Chelsea. In a way there, boys, you know, maybe he's trying to just give Deli there some comfort that he isn't out of his plans. Is still very much in them. Just a quick circle around here, the, the board here of you guys. Let's just quickly wrap, wrap up on this before we go ahead and look to Antwerp. Chris, does Deli Alley, I'm so sorry to the guys out there listening to the show every week if I ask this question um, about Delhi's future, but I feel Delhi has been a big player for Tottenham in the first couple of seasons. In the latter seasons, yes, Delhi, let's be honest about it, he's faded off the radar, wasn't as good as what he was. Chris, does he have a future here, Deli Alley? I believe so, and I hope so. Um, we, we've seen what happened with Tongi on Dombele. We thought he was finished at Tottenham. He's come back into the team now. One of the first players on the, on the team sheet. 
I think that Deli Ali just needs to knuckle down. You know, he's had a couple of uh, appearances in the Europa League for us. Come on, uh, won the penalty, scored the penalty. Um, come on on Thursday. You know, I, I think that he is in Jose Mourinho's plans. Um, it's just on how much game time he's going to get. And there's lots of competition. And I tell you what, that is a great thing yeah. to have. We've been crying club. out for it, haven't we? Like you say, it really out is. For So, yep. you know, let, let's hope that Deli Ali does stay at Tottenham and let's hope that he can get some game time. But lots of competition for places. OK. And I know we've got time here pressing against us. We've got to quickly just squeeze in five minutes of Antwerp. Just to quickly on Deli, Ant, anything changing in your mind at the moment? Would you still say he's part of Mourinho's plans as things stand? Um, yes and no. Um, he's got a knuckle down, as Chris said. He's got a... He's got to try and change his game um, a little bit, try and adapt it to the Mourinho style. What does he need to do then, Ant? For you then, what does he? What does he need? He to needs do? to start. He needs to start taking the game by the scruff of its network, which he doesn't do. Um, you know, yes, he, he's been brilliant, and he's still he's still a quality player. You can't deny that. We all can't deny that. But you cannot tell me that the last eighteen months he deserves a starting place week in week out. I'm sorry. It, it just it, it just baffles me because he doesn't. He slows everything down. Now, if we want pacey pacey players, and he saw it when he come on. All right, he done all right, but it's just so slow. And you're trying the flicks, and you're trying the tricks, and you're trying these all these different celebrations, and da da da. And it's like, mate, just play the just play your football, man, which we know you can. You know, where's that deli with that hunger? He needs his hunger back. He needs the eye of the tiger back, mate, because at the moment, I'm not seeing it. And and he doesn't deserve to be in the team because Mourinho's probably thinking, well, if you don't give a shit, which I'm sure you do, but, you know, to, to call him out on that Amazon documentary and him, you know, deli just sitting there smirking. If someone, you know, we've said this before, I, I sound like a broken record, but if he's not knuckling down and working, then he, I'm sorry, then he should be, you know, you know, got to trust Jose. It's funny, yeah, because we have this conversation every day on the phone. Ricky, does he come off the bench for you? Come off the bench for you and change the game? Yes or no? He did come off the bench for me and change the game, and I still in my heart when? hearts. What? When? Do, when does he? Or when? 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 Yeah. Tell what? me a game. Tell me a game where where he he's come off the bench mm. 60, 70 minutes and gone. I can't. No, I can't. No, I'll be honest with you, Anne. I, I can't tell you that right now. I couldn't, I couldn't give you a recent um, game. No. Sentimental stuff has to go out the window, Rick. It's yep. brutal now. Mm. It's, it's, we've got to start battling. It's brutal. Yep. You know. Listen, you're right. If, listen, if, if you want people in the trenches with you, I'm not too sure right now if Delhi is that kind of player. I mean, Jamie, just on this point, I don't want to read too much into social media and posts and tweets and stuff, but... I don't know if it's a big deal what I see with Delhi. Like I say, he's not at the forefront of any more images with Spurs. He's kind of in the background, lingering away. Doesn't look too happy. We saw that tweet go up by Delhi before the game where he indicated good times in the draw against Burnley where he scored. I just found that very, very odd because that wasn't good times for Tottenham. You know, we got a draw there. Maybe because he was involved, he was part of Mourinho's plans. Maybe that's why he felt it was good times. Is there stuff going on behind the scenes, Jay, that we're not privy to with Delhi at the moment? Oh, it's just he's just got to look at Tongi and Dombele and see that there is a way back and see that that's how you do get back. Obviously, Tongi and Dombele, as we said, he's just completely improved his work rate. He's completely transformed as an individual, and and Delhi's got to look at that and, and and follow his example. He's seen what what you can do, and 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 that's the way you get into Jose Mourinho's plans. You work really hard in training, you give everything, and, and that's all he's got to do. And hopefully, yeah. he can. If he doesn't, 
we got to trust as as Anthony said, we've got to trust Jose and and, and back him in this decision to to leave him out of the pod because right now I think it's it's probably the right decision to do that. Perfect. Boys, well, I'm, listen, I'm not. Listen, I'm not. You know, to, to I, I, you know, I am a fan of Delhi. As I said, he's got ability. He, you can tell what he can do on the football pitch. At, we've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. You know, the Palace goal and this and that goal, and he's been brilliant. And you know, doing all these silly celebrations and stuff. But the last 10, 12, 13 months, I'm sorry, it just hasn't been great. No, it's and fair. That is, that's fair. And it's yeah. facts, it's facts. If no, it's I'm fair. sitting there going, he's the best player we've ever had. No, it's a lie. Yeah, it's, it's a, but, yeah, it's an outlandish lie. Yeah, of course it is. I'm lying. No. As I said, sentimental value, sentimental stuff mm. has to go out the window. You're right. No, you're right. Uh, the, the thing is, you're right there because I suppose if we were being sentimental and I kept saying with Ndombele, don't push him, don't force him, we may not see the player we're seeing now, Ant. So again, exactly. you're fully right that you know, for, with Delhi, there's going to need to be some movement there, isn't there? Like, it's, it's like, it's like, Rick, it's like when I say things like, oh my God, how can you say that about Deli Ali? Oh my God, oh my God. And you get like the breathing in and out. I'm thinking, are we talking about the same player? Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. No, it is fair. Listen. You know, I'm sorry. Brutal, mate. We are going to go for our final break of the show. Taking you into this break, we've got the guys over at the D Vacanti Power podcast, fans of Royal Antwerp, giving us their own preview and prediction ahead of this game on Thursday night. When we return, we come back and give you our predictions, our previews ahead of Tottenham Hotspur's next Europa League game. Do not go anywhere. We are back after our final break of the show. Jose, congratulations. Look, we've scored five, six and sevens this season, but a 1-0 at Burnley, that's a special result, that. Same points as 6-1 at Old Trafford. Um, I, told, I told Sky before the game, uh, I knew that was not the game to score three, four or five goals. I knew. Um, they need points. Uh, Sean is very experienced. He knows his players better than anyone. He knows how to try to stop the better teams to to play the football they want. I knew, I knew they press very well, they defended very well. The two strikers are very aggressive, and is the kind of opponent that in any moment, a long ball in the box or a set piece, and they can they can score. So it was about being solid, and we were that. And it was about getting one of the chances we had. We didn't have many. We scored one and. Uh, Three points, very important points. Really stuck together, didn't they, as a team? As a team, together. Uh, I feel, I feel the pain when I leave people at home, when I leave people in the stands, when I leave people on the bench. But the good thing is that in two days, we have another match, and of course, I trust the squad. I use the squad. The squad is very good. The squad is getting more together and together. So, let's go to to Belgium on the, on Thursday. Sonny and Harry get, will get all the headlines again, but I mean you've got people like Toby cracked his eye open early. Eric Dyer's back in. Hugo coming for for every cross. The crosses at the end. Um, as, all of Pierre them. Midfield. All of them. They did their job in a very difficult match. It's not it's not the football you want to play, but it's the football that Burnley push you to play. And if you don't cope with it, you are in trouble. But you just said it next door. It's the football of a team. Yeah. Yeah. Is is a team? Is the feeling of a is the feeling of a team? And uh, I felt that even when we we lost against West Ham, we lost against West Ham. I like to say that um, even when we lost against West Ham, I felt that the team was there. 
and the team felt the pain together and cope with the pain together. And today when we were uh, 1-0 up, I felt calm. I felt that the, the spirit was there. Sonny, congratulations. Late winner at Burnley. You know, it was a real fight tonight, wasn't it? But what a great three points. Eh? Oh, I think we need sometimes this, this win. And, you know, it's, uh, we can't play, it's always good. And I think the last fight until uh, from the start till end, and I think the, the point, the points. Remember the West Ham game, we played amazingly and draw. And first, like, um, we lost the game. But today, I think uh, the last uh, done really, really good job and fight till end. And uh, I think it's a, it's a really good example. It's, it's such a fight here, isn't it? And to, to come away with a win, you could see how much it meant to everyone right at the end oh, of the game. I mean, I've been here a few times and been always so, so difficult. Obviously, we remember last season, I was, uh, I was not here, but I was watching on the, on the television on, on my TV, on, on my house, but in my house. But, you know, it's always, we lost the last season, so I think uh, we show really good character. We, we fight until, until the end. Uh, it's a difficult place, you know, it's, it's Monday night, <laughs> freezing. Uh, it was raining and no, I think um, it was an incredible win. I think this uh, gave us a little bit more boost for our mentality to be strong. Yeah, because I mean, we've had a, you know, Newcastle and West Ham, we, you know, we deserve to win those games, we, we believe, don't we? But to, but to come here and win 1-0 sort, sort of makes up for it in a, in a little way, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's a, what, what I said before, I think we play amazingly against Newcastle and West Ham and Drew the game feels like we lost the game, and today I think this is uh, very important to take this positive energy and uh, um, a great result. And, you know, the season is still long. We need these points. You know, doesn't matter how we have to go well, uh, for winning, winning mentality. This game is already passed, so we have to move on for coming the, coming the games. And another goal for you. It's going well. Ah, as I said before, you know, it's not very important to who scored the goal, who scored. I think it's the most important is the team, you know, score, fight each other, help each other. You know, we are doing on the pitch, uh, we're doing what we love. You know, we, we, we should be like a family, help each other. No, I'm, you I'm, that way? No, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that, that uh, in uh, such a difficult place and score and win this game and get three points to uh, back to London, I think. I'm very happy, Monday. Hi guys from uh, Last Word on Spurs and your listeners, of course. Um, this is Thomas from the Vierkante Paal. We are basically a, uh, yeah, the Royal Antwerp FC version of uh, your concept, your podcast, uh, Last Word on Spurs. And uh, I was asked to give a short introduction on our club and uh, uh, to give you a little preview of the game. So, quick introduction, Royal Antwerp FC is the oldest club, uh, football club in Belgium, established in 1880. Uh, we won the Belgian Cup last year, 1-0 uh, against our rivals Club Brugge, uh, which brought us into the Europa League uh, this season right now. Last year we were very close to the group stage as well, but we got knocked out in the last uh, uh, qualification phase against AZ. Um, little fun fact, our nickname, just like yours, is The Jews, um, so this will be a sort of a duel <laughs> between uh, the Jews, I guess. Um, and just like you, we are building a new stadium, you, uh, of course, are, are already in yours. Um, we are 
um, renovating our old stadium, which is almost 100 years old, stand by stand. So you will notice we have currently one normal stand, one brand new stand, one almost finished stand and one stand of almost 100 years old. And the last one is still our favorite, of course, but it will be torn down in the next few years as well. Um, so, yeah, I... Uh, I did some digging in uh, in the history and we played each other actually twice in the past, both uh, friendlies in the late 70s. We drew 1-1 one, one in 1976 at uh, White Hart Lane and you beat us 1-3 uh, at our ground uh, at the Bozel. And if you go and uh, look up uh, the first game, you'll see that uh, Louis van Gaal, yes, him, the famous Louis, um, was playing for Royal Antwerp FC at the time. Uh, it's little known abroad, but Louis van Gaal actually had a playing career um, and he uh, he played 110 games for us, including friendlies. He played mostly friendlies. He wasn't that good a footballer, actually. Um, uh, but yeah, if you ask uh, Aston Villa fans, they'll remember Louis van Gaal in a Royal Antwerp shirt because he played two very impressive European games against them. So on to the present then. Um, our coach, Ivan Leko, will probably stick to his normal 3-5-2 formation with wingbacks who press as high as they can. Um, our wingbacks are very important in our system. They have scored three and assisted four already this season. So you can expect Jean Buté in goal, three fullbacks, uh, Abdoulaye Sec, Richie Delat and Jeremy Guélin, who arrived only three weeks ago from uh, the French side FC Rennes. Richie Delat, you'll remember the name. He had plenty of spells at uh, English clubs, including Manchester United. Um, and he's fondly remembered, of course, for winning two league titles in one season. He was part of the Premier League winning side uh, Leicester City. And after the winter break in that season, he was loaned out to uh, Middlesbrough, where he won the championship as well. So, in the middle, we have five players, including the two wingbacks, uh, Jukleverts and uh, probably uh, Aurelio Buta. Buta is maybe our most uh, promising youngster. Uh, he's a Portuguese winger who all, all already garnered interest from uh, Wolves. No surprise, of course, because Wolves, they're interested in every Portuguese player in, uh, in Europe. Um, the other three players in our rather dynamic midfield are Faris Haroun, Martin Hongla and Peter Gerkens. You might remember Faris Haroun from his time at Middlesbrough and Blackpool in 2011-2015, uh, I think. Um, he joined us when we were still in second division in January 2017 and now captains our side. He's a uh, typical yeah, marathon man, we call him. Um, up front, we'll have uh, Dieu Merci Mbokani, probably. He's an, uh, an aging striker. He's already thir 34 years old and he was formerly at Norwich and Hull City in the Premier League. And he was a top goal scorer in the Belgian first division last year. This season, he already has four goals and two assists in 10 games. Uh, the last player we have to mention is Lior Refailov. He will be supporting Dieu Merci and Bokani. Um, we expect him, at least in the starting lineup. Um, Refailov has been very impressive for us this season, even scoring the winner against Ludogorets in the past Europe Europa League game. And he's also the player who uh, made the winning goal in the cup final last year, which brought us here. So... In conclusion, our main players are probably Mbokani, Haroun, Refailov and Dalat. And yeah, we still have to see who will actually play because 
because of the current COVID situation, of course, it's the same everywhere. Um, today, it's Sunday, we had two confirmed cases, uh, Dylan Batubinsica, who played against Ludogorets, and Manuel Benson, who is injured. Um, but that means Batubinsica was probably positive when he played and uh, traveled to Bulgaria uh, last week. So we really hope he hasn't uh, spread the virus among our uh, team. Um, yeah, we'll have to see the next few days, of course. Um, I think I covered it all. Uh, we I can only mention that we today, it, I record this on Sunday, we uh, played our uh, rivals, Beerschot, our city rivals. We won 3-2. We're currently buzzing. We're on a, on a high. We won in Europe for the first time in more than 20 years. Um, so yeah, we're really looking forward to hosting you guys at uh, the Bozel Stadium. We're looking forward to seeing guys like Harry Kane and uh, uh, Gareth Bale and many others at our ground. So yeah, very eager to, uh, to host you guys. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Hello and welcome back to the final part of the last word on Spurs. You just heard a preview there from our friends over in Belgium ahead of this game against Royal Antwerp. And let's go to you. Quick prediction ahead of this one, Ant. What are you going to go for? Well, I'm going to I'm going to go for Spurs win. Obviously, um, I think we're on that winning streak now, and I think the players are going to be up for it. It's, it's another cup competition that we always talk about, and another trophy. Yeah, I can, another trophy. I can see a, you know, a nice three-one win. A nice three-one win there from Anthony. Chris, ahead of this one, are you expecting many changes? What do you think we're going to see to the team lineup? Well, hopefully uh, Carlos Vinicius will come in. You know, of course, got two assists last Thursday. And, uh, you know, I think he will definitely get some game time. Didn't get um, anything today. So, um, yeah, it'd be nice to see him again. Um, you know, squad rotation. And, uh, you know, having kept two clean sheets in the last two games now, I think that we're going to keep another one. Um, I'm going to go for uh, a 2-0 win again. 2-0, another clean sheet? Yeah, another clean sheet. Yeah, why not? Is that with Joe Hart and go as well? Why not? Why, Why not, not? Ricky? No, you're right. You know what? I, I'm, I'm starting to feel confident, very confident going to all these games Good. now. Regardless yeah, who the players are on the field. It's nice. It's, not, it's nice mm. to feel that confidence back. You know, yeah. when, when you feel um, confidence in your team, you know, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. And the trophies, dare I say it again, they've got to be coming. You know, with this squad, with Jose Mourinho, with everything that's at the club at the moment, it has to happen. Chris, can we just bring into the context where you was ahead of this game against Burnley? Do you mind? Can you give us that? Can you give us that reveal where you was ahead of this game? Yeah, I actually went into the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium tonight. Um, there were a couple of hundred fans there. Um, hopefully, these are small steps in getting us back into the stadiums. As you know, I go and um, you know I follow Spurs home and away everywhere, and uh, you know really missed it. It's been nearly eight months since I sat in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium watching. Um, you know, that last game in there that the fans were allowed in, which was the Norwich um, penalty shootout. You know, it wasn't the result we wanted or the performance, but, um, you know, I've really missed it. And, you know, almost seven and a half months since the Leipzig away game with fans. And I can't wait to be back in there. But, you know, small steps and uh, hopefully with events like this, it will help us fans get back into the stadiums very soon. And Chris, oh, can we just give our listeners a bit of a teaser? Now you was in obviously a, a, a box for this. Was it a box for this one? You was in. You, you was in some. Explain to us obviously what you what you was in and what you obviously had that picture looking up at you. I think it's a very good sign that we have to bring into the show. 
<laughs> well, I go on about trophies all the time, you know, as people say. And, um, you know, I always say about the, the last trophy that Tottenham won was, a, was of course, the, the League Cup in 2008. And, you know, going into the stadium today, obviously everyone's social distancing, wearing masks until you get into your seats. And um, they had put me into this um, executive box, um, which was absolutely brilliant. As I walked in, um, on the right-hand side is the, uh, is the moment when Jonathan Woodgate scored that header to win us that trophy. And uh, it's got to be a sign, hasn't it? It's got to be a sign that the trophies are coming this year. Well, I mean... And then, of course, in, in the West Stand uh, reception, they've actually now put, um, they've put lots of trophies you know, for, for fans to, to view. <laughs> And, you know, trophies are just all around me at the moment. So it, it must be happening. Come on. Honestly, I just think the chances are putting you surrounded by trophies and the Woodgate. It was almost like they've been listening to the show, the Spurs <laughs> ball directors. We know they listen to this show. Hopefully they have been listening. They've put you in there deliberately. And Chris, and you'll keep going and being put back in those circumstances so you're ready to lift some of these trophies with us. Fingers crossed. Jay, let's come round to you. Let's get your prediction ahead of this one. Jay, what change are you expecting? Is Delhi going to come back in? Could Winksy come back in? What do you reckon is going to happen um, ahead of this game? Yeah, I think Delhi will come back into the squad. I don't think he'll start. I don't think he's earned his place yet to go and start. Um, I think we'll see the likes of Vinicius come in, Bale come in, Regulon maybe come in. So, I mean, there's, there's such a strong um, team there in Europa League now, even when we do rotate. So, as I said, that that's so exciting and so pleasing. Um, and, of course, Antwerp, I think they won their first game 2-1. So, I still think Spurs have got more than enough quality. So uh, I'm going to go for a 3-0 Spurs win. 3-0 Spurs win. There you go. Look, clean sheets. I think clean sheets nearly all round there. I think, Ant, you predicted 3-1, didn't you? Is it 3-1 you predicted? Yeah, it's going to be It's going to be like a, yeah. you know... You've got to give him a goal. You've got to give him a ricochet in it. A ricochet of someone. Exactly. You've got to keep up. Got to keep... Someone, that, someone that hasn't scored for Royal Antwerp, who's scored? Who's Whoever needs a go over there, they'll get one. Whoever needs one, <laughs> yeah. they'll get one. I'm going to go for 4-1 Tottenham. I think, like I say, at the moment, we are riding the crest of the wave right now. Quite incredibly on this show. As Chris says, the trophies are coming. So much to look forward to. Let me thank our wonderful panel who are with us past midnight again for this late night edition. The wonderful Anthony Costa will be on this show even more this season. And thank you so much. Thank you, boys, for having me, man. It's been a good little, like, nice little, not therapy session, a good little, good session. Talk about our, our beloved Spurs, man. And as Anthony it. just kind of fades out there, he's kind of showing us through his gallery of all these photos that are signed of some real legends. Oh, sorry, and we're hope- I'll just turn the TV off. We're, we're, sorry, hoping, we're hoping that on that wall very soon, you're going to have, sorry. obviously, the likes of Harry Kane, Hun Min Son to come. Hopefully celebrating and charting those trophies, Ant. A nice Harry Winks signed shirt. Uh, Harry, yeah, Harry, Harry, well, Harry Winks. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see about Harry Winks. I don't know about sure about Harry Winks on, on, a, on, on one of these uh, trophies. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> the wonderful Jamie from the Daily Hotspur. Jay, thank you ever so much as always. Lots of positivity at the moment, Jay, isn't there? Yep, no, and obviously, you know, makes it so much easier when it's a win. And uh, yeah, obviously, we had to grind it out. But yeah, I'm really, really pleased we got the three points tonight. So yeah, all good. Fantastic. And a wonderful Chris Cowling. Fresh, may I just say, from being at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, rushing back for us to feature on his show. Chris, we can't thank you enough. And because you're around them, we've got to say it. The trophies are coming. They've got to be. It's exciting times ahead, I'll tell you. I love it. That's why we're going to end this show. Guys, thank you ever so much for listening. As always, keep safe, keep well. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.